0: Hey, 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 and welcome, 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 my friend, to episode two of Web Dev with Matt, the podcast. In this episode, I'm talking about my recent experiences and heartfelt hand on heart affection for the responsive design mode in Firefox, Chrome, Chromium, Safari, and so forth. It's a tool that, if you haven't tried it, you should. It's amazing, naturally, when you're building responsive designs. It's wonderful. I hope you will feel and take on my affection for it throughout the course of this episode. And with that, roll intro music. To learn the essentials of developing and deploying applications with Docker, especially if you've been struggling to figure out what you need to know while Googling, searching Stack Overflow, and various other forums, then you'll love Docker Essentials. It's a free book and course that teaches you the essentials of building images and deployment configurations, tagging images and pushing them to remote Docker registries how to debug applications running inside Docker containers, how to debug containers when they don't work as expected, and how to deploy your application to a production environment or any other, using Docker Compose. Now, it doesn't cover every possible Docker command, just the ones that you need to know about so that you can deploy your first application with confidence. You also get a host of supporting information, tips, tricks and pointers to help you out when you get stuck check it out today at dockeressentials.com hey 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 and how are you doing my friend it's a wonderful friday afternoon here for me here in sunny bavaria and if you've ever lived in bavaria for any extended period of time bavaria germany just in case you're wondering you might detect a little little hint of sarcasm there in my voice, because as my GP told me, oh, so many, many months ago, that, um, and specifically because I come from Queensland, Australia, which which is a very, very sunny part of the world, a lot like California in the United States, um, she said, well, welcome to the cloudiest part of the cloudiest country in the northern part of the EU. So my sarcasm there being, well, it's a beautiful sunny day, I go, it's at this time of year, not that often. Anyway, I've segued right a long way away from where I intended to be. So let's bring it back and and just ask, as I want to have as a standard thing in the podcast going forward, how are you doing? What have you learned this week? What wins have you had? Have you felt like you've been kind of dragging your feet through the proverbial quagmire or quicksand and just beat your head against a wall, you know, just not being able to find a solution for the issues that you've been facing? Or were you in that position and you found the win and you were on fire again? I would honestly love to know. I would love it if you would share that with me. If you could, tweet me, at webdevwithmat on Twitter. Alternatively, share your feelings in the comments for this episode. I'd really just love to know because it's one thing for me to sit here and share my experiences, but I feel it's so much more meaningful, so much more real if I get to know about your experiences. So if you've got a moment, please let me know. I would love to know. It really helped me in my heart, in in my tough moments, know that I'm not alone. And also kind of give me a gauge of, you know, the things that you're having issues with. So to the core, the kernel, the rub of this episode, building a responsive design into the next version of web dev with Matt now if you've seen the current version at least at the time as i record this it's really not that special it's basically a a placeholder site where i would love it if you would you could sign up to the mailing list and then i can share with you what's going on in much more detail Uh, i promise i will never spam you i will never sell you details it's just for you could kind of think of it like us working together you know i can share with you what's going on you can then Tell me your thoughts and then we can help this podcast, help the site grow in a very mutually beneficial way. That feels like a cheap plug. It was never intended to be. But seriously, it's it's effectively a placeholder site because I wanted to have something there to say that, you know, something is coming. Whilst I work on the bigger, better, full first version of the site. Now, maybe I thought this was going to be easier than what it turned out to be. But I really, <laughs> I did think it was going to be easier. But in some ways, that's a good thing because it's given me the opportunity to more properly ground my my thoughts, my expectations, and also to learn a lot. And specifically, as I've said a few times now, it's implementing responsive design into the next version. Because I feel, for me, it's, it's incredibly important, even though I know some pretty big, some extremely successful sites perhaps pay lip service to it for whatever their reasons are I want to do it I want this site to be as responsive as possible no matter if you're using a slightly old iPhone 7 like I am if you're using the latest iPhone I actually don't know what the latest version is if you're using, I think it's a Google Pixel 6 I believe that's the latest version of the Pixel if you're using an iPad Mini an iPad Pro um, a Windows Surface you know, a... Even if you're looking at the site on a beautiful Ultra HD TV, why you would? I really don't know exactly, but maybe you do and you might have it in your office. <laughs> um, I, I just have this idea in my head. I just want it to work as, as seamlessly, as smoothly as possible. And so to do that, because I'm not going to write um, the media queries by hand, to to me, like from experience of having done that, it's it's great to know that. But it, it's it's a that's an extremely labour and time intensive process, which is why I have so 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 much hand on heart, not getting paid to say this, I've come to love Tailwind CSS because it just makes so many things. It makes building a, a wonderful front end so easy, or comparatively so easy, and it also makes building a responsive design, I cannot tell you how much easier. It really takes the pain away. It really makes it so much easier. It doesn't make it easy. It doesn't make it simple, but it makes it a whole load easier and a whole load simpler than doing it on your own. If you're feeling a bit masochistic, by the way, if you're not totally sure you believe me, Build just a simple site, and let's see now. Um, Let's take sort of four different devices. Let's take a 720p HDTV, an iPad, um, an iPhone SE, and a Nexus 10. Right, Just, just pick four of those and a normal, you know, your normal desktop, and try and make the site render properly, meaningfully, in all five of those. And then, when you're finished, if you actually finish... Um, just drop me a tweet or an email. You can reach me at Matthew at with how you're feeling, what your experience was, uh, whether you, how many times you felt like punching the screen, smashing the keyboard, <laughs> how many more grey hairs in you, that you have. Um, I have quite a lot, but they've been coming on for many years. All right, so the, the, the point of that, what would you say? Um, I'm exaggerated cynicism, perhaps, is just to really overemphasize just how much Tailwind as a framework helps and why I love using it and why I am going to keep on advocating it until something tells me not to. That said, though, and as I was stressing there, it doesn't make it simple. It doesn't make it a cinch, It doesn't make it easy. But that's not necessarily, I would say, all on Tailwind CSS. As I, w- as I was reading out before, I just read out five of the different devices that Firefox and also uh, Chrome and I believe Safari and Opera, because you know they're using the two underlying engines, uh, will attempt to simulate for you without actually using a real device, and they do it incredibly well. By the way, I'll come back to that. But there are just so many different. Devices that have their own particular resolution, then you can include both portrait and landscape modes as well. That if you're not careful, and this doesn't apply just to to CSS and responsive design. I think it really applies to any endeavor that you take on. If you're not careful, if you're not practical, if you're not say um, seasoned and, and experienced enough to. Appreciate the implications of your expectations. You can be setting yourself up for a whole lot of work. Now that work, it, it may pay off dividends in time, right? It, it you may be heralded as uh, uh, you know the proverbial wunderkind or, or wonderkid who can just make these most amazing designs. Maybe you love doing that and. Like me with computers and writing code and, to a lesser extent, doing front-end designs and just just enjoying computers generally, you know, that's fine. You you love spending the time, but it's healthy, and this has helped Ram Home. For me, it's healthy to have an appreciation of just how much time implementing all of these different breakpoints will take, and I guess it's good to then ask the question, how many are for me realistic. Do I just wanna go with a full desktop and say, look, so long as it works in the latest, I'll just kind of, you know, thumb suck a number here, five versions or whatever of the of, of Firefox, Chrome, and Safari, you know, so long as it works in those, I'm happy, but if it looks completely horrible on um, an iPad, an iPhone, a Pixel, you know, a, Galaxy S5 or whatnot, I'm okay with that for now because that's for, say, iteration two or three or four. I think to quote that line, it's it's just because you can doesn't mean you should and that you should know why you're doing something and plan it out so that, sure, maybe you want to get all of these breakpoints, but when are you going to do those things and how long is it going to take and so you can set expectations for yourself, and then you can budget, not just money, but also time and effort and so forth. And then you can communicate expectations to whoever it is that you're building this for, whether that's something for yourself, like in my case, this is my personal project. So I can then communicate to you and to my mailing list and on social media, you know, Twitter and Instagram and so forth, or if you're freelance designer developer, you can work with your clients to help them understand just what this will take. Because as non-technical people or or less technical people, it is perhaps, and I don't mean this uh, derogatively, it can be easy to kind of think that things will take less time than they really do and less effort than they do. And I'll see some people seemingly creating things proverbial overnight and think, well, why can't, you know, why can't you as my freelancer, my developer or people in my development team do that for me? And so you can help them manage, form and manage their expectations. So I guess it's a long roundabout way of, of, of just saying, look at your options, think about what you're trying to achieve and then plan it out, take the time to think it through you know, do some initial prototyping to give you more of a, a, a more of a tactile hands-on feel for what you want to achieve and to help you set reasonable expectations. Now, I really have a whole stack load of praise for the developer tools in modern browsers. I spend a lion's share of my time using Firefox, but because of an as yet unidentified bug that I found in Firefox on Linux. Um, I'm starting to spend more time using Chromium and Chrome um, on Linux, uh, as well as on the Mac, as well as Safari on the Mac. Now, just to, to clarify what that issue is, is it, it doesn't always happen. It, it, it comes and it goes. But I'll, I'll be working away for a session and, and you know, looking at the, the paddings and the margins and spacing and, and so forth, the various properties that Um, I want to sort of check what they are and know like, and and then to adjust and I can make a change and reload the page. I can do that in the browser or in the code and it'll go along like very, very snappily. This isn't the gruntiest of, of PCs that I have, but it's grunty enough. And then periodically everything will just, without any visual warning, slow down. Um, you hit... Uh, sorry, I, I pressed, was it um, Control R or the reload button in Firefox itself or um, was it uh, F5? And it will eventually re- reload, but there is a massive time lag. We're talking like a minute or so. And then when you're looking um, within the DOM, within the DOM inspector, there'll be this massive lag to when it shows the visual feedback in the browser to say, yes, you know, the item that you're looking at. In the uh, in the browser window is this element of the DOM and vice versa. And then, without warning, it'll just come good again. So, uh, I, another question: if you've been, if you use Firefox on Linux, or and you've experienced this, or if you've used uh, Firefox on Windows or Mac and you've experienced it there and you found out what this was, at least found out what it was. Ideally, found the fix for it. Please let me know. Please tweet me in please tweet me again at web dev with Matt. I would love to know what this thing is because I'm kind of finding it hard to really search for, for what the problem is in the first place, let alone a resolution. But that said, when they work, these things are great because what you get and I'll, I'll put some screenshots in the show notes for this episode. You get a list of, I think I'm um, at a rough guess here, about 20, 25 devices you can edit the list, and that's just by default. If you edit the list, you can see that there are a number of other devices, and it breaks it down by phone, tablet, laptop, and TV. You can add custom devices to the list, where you can say you can give it a name, the user agent string, whether it's touchscreen or not, the device pixel ratio, and the size, as in you know the width and height. So even though it's it's more or less only emulating it, because a real device has something I feel just much more than the responsive design mode can offer, it is still fantastic. And what I find also really handy about it, besides seeing, you know, like the the breakpoints in action, is just the simplicity of the little bar, and I'm looking at Firefox here at the moment, up the top you can see the device, you can see the width, the height, whether it's in portrait or landscape mode. You can also engage um, some bandwidth throttling to sort of see you know, how would your site perform on lower powered devices or on lower bandwidth connections, and it's you know, it's, it's really fantastic. I can't plug it enough. It's just a, a seemingly simple tool built into the browser, and it just makes testing brilliant. You know, you can move through designs. So what can I say? I'm I am again. Will, I will plug this till the proverbial cows come home. The responsive design mode in modern browsers is amazing now having said that it's kind of akin to shopping online right you can see a product and you can see the price you can see the specs because recently if you've been following me on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn you'll know that I've been giving a bit of a a, a bit of a um, a plug for an article that I'm working on which is setting up a local deployment mode using two Raspberry Pis and docker and I thought as I was going through it, because I've got here in the home office, I've got a Raspberry Pi 0W and a Raspberry Pi 3B. I think it's a 3B. I've got to check if it's a 3B or a 3B+. Plus. The 3B is sitting under my coffee table, and the 0W is hanging from the power cable on the floor. Now, that's not relevant to any article, am I right, or really perhaps to a video, where I just put it on the desk anyway and record it with the camera, but I kind of got to thinking maybe for the for the, for the cool factor I could buy another three B and use two 3Bs three Bs or three B pluses and put them into a mini cluster case because it'll look so fantastic. I think that was my real motivation, um, but they're also, it would also make it much much easier to organize the things as well. Um, and the point I'm making with that is I was looking at I was looking for a variety of cases. Oh, over the last two to three days And, you know, you look at the pictures And they show you the full 360 um, pan around They show you the stills of, you know Left, right, front, top, bottom And, and all that Different sizes Because the one I I I think I'm going to go buy the thing Tell me if I should You can put uh, You can stack two pies You can stack up to seven So, you know, you can grow it as you buy more pies Hmm, pies <laughs> Um But even so, as much of, of, a, of a feel as you get for it, without holding the real thing, without seeing the real thing, at least for me, I mean, you may be completely different, it's not quite the same thing. It's like kind of seeing a car online and seeing the videos. But sitting in the car, touching the car, opening the door, that's different. And so it is, at least for me, I should stop saying at least for me. I just want to, I don't want to kind of sound like I'm saying, this is how it is for everybody. It's an irk I have with people. I, I would look at the designs, like, you know, for example, I would design for, sorry, I would put the responsive mode to um, an iPhone, uh, I think it was, like. I think it was, what is it, let's have a quick check again. Yeah, an iPhone um, 11 or 12 or 13. And I go, oh yeah, that looks, that looks okay. Or I'd be kind of maybe a bit underwhelmed with it, or just oh that looks great. And then I'd pull out my, my handy phone here, and I'd actually render it on the device, and you look and go mm, no, on the when I actually look at it on the device, no, that you know that the text that seems good on this on my monitor on my on my PC here that um, seems fine there is just too big on the device when you actually look at it, or is a bit small and vice versa. So I find and I. I I just want to drive this point home that it's one thing to use the design mode, but I think it's really handy to also have one or a few devices. Sometimes allowing for your budget, maybe, you know, you're uh, at school, um, maybe you're coming into this as a late-in-life student, uni student, you know, whatever your case may be. You know, if you're in a position where money is not necessarily um, overly available, to hear me say, oh, yeah, just have a few devices around. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Perhaps it's easier said than done. So I just want to appreciate and, and show respect that, you know, it's, it's not always practical. And, and I don't have a, a myriad of phones to check different operating systems and breakpoints and so forth. Um, but I do know some people who I swear they could either sitting just on the desk around them um, in their office in the drawers in their office or in their house, they would have so many devices, and it would not be a problem. It'd then be annoying because, like, well, where are you going to put them all? But my point there being that it, it's good to still, as much as you as you can, check on the device itself and say, what does it actually look like? You know, when I when I rotate it, when I look at it in you know, your various modes, how closely does it match up with the responsive design mode? Anyway that's a wrap for me for this week. I hope that you have learned from my enthusiasm. As always, tweet me at Matt on Twitter. I would just, I would really love to know, you know, if, if you're doing it far better than me, tell me, please let me know. And then I can then let everybody else know, or everybody who's following me on Twitter, I hope you are, or on Instagram or on LinkedIn, that everybody else can learn too. Because I admit I'm the voice of the podcast and I'm the one behind the site and so forth. But I'm really doing this for everybody to learn. So everybody can be more efficient, more effective, do what we do better. As long as you make it constructive, that's my only um, criteria. Please share. I, I'd love to learn from you too. I really, really do. Because as I've said, I'm I'm still learning. I'm no guru. You know, I'm not an expert, as it were. As it were, or as my lecturer once said at uni, an old drip of water. No, I'm I'm learning as well, and I'm always keen to learn more and to make this more more fun, more efficient, and just all around better and more enjoyable. So thanks for listening to another episode of the podcast. It has been my absolute pleasure having you as my guest. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode, which you can find at podcast.webdevwithmat.com for links to all the things that I talked about during the episode. And until next time, my friend, keep learning, keep experimenting, and keep on building. It might seem like there's a lot to learn, but with a little bit of work on a regular basis, I reckon you'll grow your skills immeasurably in no time at all. And if it helps, remember the old saying, from little things, big things grow. Until next time, stay well.